Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Happy Monday. You're back for another episode of Paper Route. I'm Corey Holmes and with me, Ashley Nicole Moss and Brandon Marshall. How we doing, good people? Hi, hi. Happy Monday. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. There's a lot going on right now. Just, hey, uh, sw- swing your mic, boss man. Oh, swinging my mic. <laughs> Help me out here. We good, we good. There's a lot going on, Ashley. Are you, what are, what, are, what are we doing? I know, There's a lot going on in sports right now. I'm just catching up. Oh, okay. What do you think the biggest uh, news of the, over the weekend was? Um, Give me your top three. It's probably the story behind you. I think I, yeah, I, think I know where he's you. going. Okay. I think, right he, I think flip, I know where flip, he's going Flip the paper that. around. No, you flip it around. There's nothing there. It's just a crossword. <laughs> no, right there. Right there. Yeah. That's the biggest story. That's the biggest Big story? Big story. Yeah. You're, you're, why are you reading the crossword? What about, what about the Lakers? What about the Lakers? No. The Lakers going to make a run. Okay. Hey, let's make a bet. No, I'm not. <laughs> starting to show I'm it done now. betting on this show. Corey, <laughs> help me. So, yeah, Brandon, Brandon alluded to it. Yeah. We're going to talk LeBron and the Lakers. We'll also get into the NBA and their new collective bargaining agreement. And there's been a new class in the NFL, NBA Hall of Fame. Excuse me. But first, we got to start with what that paper was saying, right? So, 2023. Three women's national champions, your LSU Tigers, right? So head coach Kim Mulkey and the LSU Tigers won actually their first uh, national title of their program. And Coach Mulkey, she actually has won her fourth now. She actually just won, again, the first she one She was at LSU. Baylor? Yeah, she's won three previously with, with Baylor, which was huge. And, so of course, their star player, Angel Reese, she finished with 15 uh, points, 10 rebounds and five assists, recording her 34th triple-double of the season, right, which is actually the most in women's history. So, guys, like, what are your thoughts, man? Like, LSU, they, they, they got it done. How do you feel? A couple things here, uh, Ashley. There's a lot we can talk about here. Obviously, the controversy surrounding this game, and, and it's – a lot of people think it's a bad thing. I actually think it's a good thing, right? Um, you know, just how we treat – Angel compared to the other one, right? Caitlin, right? Is it Caitlin? Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark. Clark. Uh, There's also the business around women's basketball. I feel like this is a a perfect time for them to really sink their teeth in and and actually get more exposure around their game, bring more eyeballs, more partners. There was a lot of action, not only over the weekend, but the entire tournament, right? Um, Is it time for our women's basketball tournament, talking about March Madness, to be separated from the men's. 
could it stand alone? So there's so much we can talk about here. Obviously, I know you probably want to get some things off your chest like everyone else in the sports world, but man, I loved this weekend. I loved the game. I loved every part of it. I even loved the conversation now. I think it's good for women's basketball. What what do you think is good for women's basketball exactly? Listen. I'm trying to understand the rationale here. How many people are talking about women's basketball right now? How many people are talking about this tournament, right? There's no different. What's the difference between what happens in, you know, our men's leagues and men's sports than what's happening here, right? There's a lot of controversy every single week, every single game, every single day. So I think this is a huge opportunity for them to continue to push the conversation forward and also bring in more eyeballs and more partners. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back against that. I don't think anything about this is a good good idea, a a good thing. Um, the conversation that we're currently having, I think that you know if we were just discussing Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark, who've had an incredible incredible season individually with their teams collectively that game then that would be a different conversation even if we were talking about the egregious officiating you know through most of the game i could say you know we're talking about the women's national championship but the fact that we're having this conversation and this is the conversation kind of spearheading the overall conversation regarding these two surrounding these two teams and these two specific players who are going to be phenomenal in the WNBA I don't think it's a good thing because I think it just further showcases how despite what people say racial bias still very much exists in our sports as right. much as people like to pretend that it doesn't and people like to say that sports are colorist and and sports are unifying it's not true because we're having this conversation and it's unfair i feel like to lsu and iowa specifically lsu because they went ahead and won the game last night it's unfair that this conversation is what is being the primary focus versus what it should be and mm -hmm. that is two teams two incredible star players and a winner, a national championship for LSU, and we're having this conversation instead. So I don't think it's a good thing. So you don't believe in um, all publicity is good publicity? No. I think that the fact that we're having this conversation as the primary conversation today is extremely disheartening. Right. And I don't, there's, no, there's nothing for me personally that I feel is a good thing about this yeah. because it just further showcases, like I said, that we still have a very long way to go. And it's yeah. unfortunate this is the focus. Yeah, and the reason why I say it's a good thing because I feel like we're already past that part as far as awareness and having a conversation. We started that, I mean, years ago, and we've been having this conversation for a very long time. Mm -hmm. 2020, <clears throat> in a pandemic, you know, it was really on the forefront of our country for a very long time. Like, mm -hmm. it was every single day. Um, so when I look at this, I actually think this is a good thing because you're pushing two things forward. The conversation around equality, the conversation around uh, racial bias, um, and also women's basketball. I think they should be extremely excited about the product that they put out there, not only over uh, this weekend, but the entire tournament. I mean, you, there's, it's hard to say because on the men's side, there was a lot of upsets. Mm -hmm. But on the women's side, it was just fucking phenomenal basketball. 
Mm-hmm. It really was. Like, if you yeah. sat back and watched it, it was great. So I, I, I'm one to look at this and say it's a, it's a great conversation. I love how she embraced, and this is AR, I loved how she embraced, you know, the spotlight in the moment after mm-hmm. and, and, and was unapologetic. And she said it. You guys said I was too hood. You guys said, what else did she say? She said too hood and what else? Corey, you have it? It was, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just something along those lines, like too Do we hood, have that statement? angry and whatnot. Yeah, we, we I mean, Corey, before we dive into the conversation, I mean, we can, you sh- you know, tee it up and, you know, people who aren't familiar with what happened yesterday, um, kind of give them the backstory before we dive into the conversation. But clearly, you know, Brandon and I are different sides of looking at this, but I think it's, you know, in the effort of, of transparency, definitely just tee up kind of what transpired before we get into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. So one so ba- so so basically, what happened is this. All right, Caitlin Clark mm-hmm. went out there, um, and she was playing ball. You know, there's a lot of athletes out there. Steph Curry does it all the time too. He talks a little crash. So I forget what they call this, but she's out there. She's doing the, you know, yeah, whatever you this movement is called. You can't see me. She also waved off her teammates saying, I ain't guarding her. She's done some things that was borderline disrespectful in the game of basketball. Some may say it's borderline disrespectful or she crossed the line. So now you have AR comes out in the championship game. She does the same thing. And now you have the same outlets that were saying, oh, she's dope, she's phenomenal, talking about Caitlin Clark, they're down there saying uh, to AR that, and this is what she said, you know, that I'm ghetto. They, they've been saying that allegedly all year, right? And they're saying that this was disrespectful and this, it's, this is bad, this is poor sportsmanship. So she started the conversation afterwards and there's a lot of people in sports, sports media right now that's backing her up. So I just think it's a a, a big conversation, and two com- two things are being pushed for, and that's equality and women's basketball. So, first and foremost, I think it's extremely unfortunate that this is the conversation that we're having instead of focusing on two women who are going to be phenomenal assets to the WNBA whenever they make the decision that they want to go ahead and enter their drafts. Um, I think that it's an unfortunate reality of the world that we live in. So this is what I'm going to say about this. It is a constant reminder that we still have a very long way to go because instead of focusing and uplifting and celebrating these two women and these two teams for incredible seasons, we're having a conversation because people, and by people, I'm going to be very specific. People who claim that sports are colorist, people who claim that sports are unifying, but will take the first opportunity, as evident as yesterday, to bash a young brown or black woman for doing the exact same thing that they have uplifted her white peer for doing. And you know, people will say, oh, it's not about race. And why is everything about race? Because you made it about that. Nobody was going ahead and having this conversation until you made it clearly evident that everything that comes out of your mouth when you talk about lack of bias in sports and sports being colorist and sports being unifying is only 
is only prevalent when those athletes, those black and brown athletes remain in the box that makes you feel comfortable. Because the minute they step outside of that box, now it's, oh, they're bad sports, they're ghetto, they're too loud, they're obnoxious, how can they? This is what the problem is with sports. No, the problem is with sports is that there are people like you and you know who you are, I don't, go, I don't have to go ahead and name names and point fingers. You know exactly who you are. And everybody knows who you are because we saw it in black and white on Twitter. You let your racial bias come out whenever athletes step outside of the box that you tried to put them in. But I'm going to keep it very short and sweet. Angel Reese does not owe you anything. She doesn't have to stay in the box to make you feel comfortable. Neither does any other athlete, male or female. So if you have an issue with the, with the way that they choose to express themselves when doing the exact same hand gesture or exact same trash talking as their white peers do, if that makes you uncomfortable, change the channel. Because we are no longer shrinking ourselves as a community of people to make you feel comfortable. So your options are to deal with it or keep it moving. We're not doing that anymore. It? And it's a shame that you are pitting these two women against each other because your racial bias continues to show. We didn't do it. You did. And you know exactly who you are. So Dawn Staley of the South Carolina Gamecocks, she came out after their loss. They could have made history this weekend as well if they had won three in a row. Uh, she said the same thing. She said in the media, you know, when you guys talk about our team, you're calling us thugs, you're saying we're this, we're trash. Um, and that's not – and she actually went out and, and called people by names. It felt I, – I think she did that or she was close to doing I'll it. I'll call it by name. Keith Oberman, we're talking about you. Ooh. Mm. I'm talking about you. Ooh. who went ahead and went on Twitter and called Angel <laughs> Reese an effing right idiot now. for doing the exact same thing that Caitlin Clark did. And if memory serves me correctly, you were celebrating when she did it. But when another woman does it, whose skin color looks a little bit different, all of a sudden she's an idiot. All of a sudden she's classless. All of a sudden she's ghetto. No, you're, you have the problem. We don't have the problem. You have the problem. So I'm talking about you and everybody else like you who went ahead and had the same sentiments that day but didn't keep that same energy for Caitlin Clark. And it's a shame that these two women are being pit against each other because it is not about them. Because they both went ahead and had incredible seasons, incredible games, and like I said, will be incredible assets to the WNBA. They are what the game needs and they're going to help push the game forward. But how dare you pit these two women against each other? You are part of the problem. You're hot. Yeah, I'm You're pissed. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Hey, so. Ashley, listen. She she came in. She wore all the smoke right now. <laughs> I was like, well, I think this is a good thing. She said, hold up. <laughs> Disagree. You wanted to wait. You was going to take my head off. No, because... You, if I said the wrong thing, you was really going to no, go at me. No, because you know what? This is a situation... This is something that every single person of color, whether you are black, brown, somewhere in the middle, has dealt with and will continue to deal with for their entire life. And every time right. you bring it up, people wanna say, oh, it's not about race. Why do you always have to make it about race? Because you are constantly reminding us it is about race. Nobody was pitting these two women against each other until the same people who are constantly claiming that sports are unifying and colorist and, and sports is the only place where everyone is equal started pitting these two women against each other. You are constantly yeah, contradicting but, but yourself here's the thing. every opportunity but you get. But here's the thing though, like this conversation I mean the the other layer to this conversation it you know we're talking about you know a black woman 
or just women if you throw Caitlyn in there. A woman's experience, a black woman's experience is totally different than a black man's experience, right? But this is the same thing that Lamar Jackson is dealing with. It's, it's the same conversation that we've been having as far as like, why are you guys treating us differently, right? And I just find, I just think that athletes, well, not think, I just pray that athletes are paying attention, got their ears open, their eyes open, and they're moving accordingly. Like, we have all the power, Ashley. This is why I preach what I preach. Like, we don't need... We can do we can do a lot of this shit ourselves. Now, I'm not going to go back to the conversation we had Thursday and you, D-Jack, got on me. But what I'm saying is, why are we... Why do we continue to sit, sit down with the Keith Obermans? Obermans. Why do we why do we continue to sit down with him? Because he's he has what platform? Because what is he giving no, us? He why used, can't we do it? He but, used his platform to spew. But just I, I'm just using him as the example. I'm, I'm just using him as the example. We have to be very strategic in this time. This is very sensitive time. You know, athletes should be figuring out what athletes do they sit down with. Artists should be sitting down with other artists. We need to be building each other up and each other's platforms up because we're going to protect each other. It's the fraternity. Like, we can still have a tough conversation and we can still hold each other accountable, but understand what they're doing. Understand what makes their networks go and what pays their bills. It's how they talk about us and not in a good way. So hopefully we have our eyes open uh, and our ears uh, to the street and paying attention during this time. No, absolutely. And before we, you know, move on from this conversation, I just want to remind everybody, especially young women and young women across the board, but specifically women of color, don't shrink yourselves to make people comfortable because there are going to be a lot of people who try to put you in a box because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. And this is evident as of yesterday, and it's been evident across the board, male or female, but specifically young women. People will tell you you're too loud. People will tell you you're too this, you're too that. Oh, you should do a little bit less of that. You should do a little bit less of that because they're uncomfortable. Don't shrink yourselves for them. Tell them to catch up or shut up. It's as simple as that. We're not shrinking ourselves to make you more comfortable. And the fact that this conversation is even being had because people are so uncomfortable with greatness and confidence when you look like this or when you're darker than this is no, is no longer our problem and we need to stop making it our problem. So like I said, we're not putting ourselves in boxes anymore. We're not shrinking ourselves anymore for you. If you have a problem, change the channel because we're not going anywhere. Simple so, so, as that. So can we move on now? You good? We sure. We you sure good. can. You sure? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what did you think about the game? The game was phenomenal. I mean... There were some suspect there calls in there. Yeah. That tech on Caitlin mm -hmm. Clark, I was yeah. not a fan of. You don't call that in a big game. Yeah. But towards the fourth quarter, it was evident. You don't think she should have been hit with a tee? You don't call a tee on a star player like that in a championship game. Brendan. She can't throw the ball yeah. like that. She the, can't do the, that. She put the, the refs in a, in a tough spot because it was worthy of a tech, if we're being honest. It's in, there was no ref over there. There was, there was a little there. bit of bias showing. You had <laughs> Coach Kim all up on the court. Yeah. And it outside of the range in which she was supposed to be in, and nobody was pushing her back. Like you can't do that. Right. There was some suspect calls, but in the fourth quarter, it was evident LSU had their number, got in their head, mm -hmm. their foot was on the gas, and they ultimately won that game by their right. grit. And congratulations to them. Yeah. It was an incredible performance. 
And um, shout out to the Lady Tigers. I'm yeah. here for be, it. Be, before we move on to the next uh, topic on Daily Route, this first segment is Daily Route. Thank you guys for rocking with us, um, coming back for another week. Is this week four or week five, Ashley, of Paper Route know. launch? I don't know. I'm not keeping track of that. I feel That's like a Corey it's question. Oh, no, we really yeah. appreciate you guys coming back. Uh, we get to have conversations like this, you know, but if it if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here. So make sure you guys subscribe and continue to jump in the chat, sending your suggestions, and also tell Ashley that uh, my takes are better than hers. <laughs> Ashley, uh, terrible weekend for you. Yeah, oh yeah, FAU. It was a it was a tough one for me. Yeah, you were you dis obviously disappointed that the FAU Owls they didn't make it. It was hard. You know what? When you when you go to a school that's constantly in the running, I guess you get okay with this feeling. You're like, oh, whatever. We'll do we'll do better next year. Yeah, we'll year. be back. We'll be right, back. right, right. But right. when you go to a, such a small program, I mean, when I was covering FAU, what six years ago at this point, mm -hmm. I remember there were like a hundred people maybe in that arena watching wow. that team. Wow. Like it, nobody was checking for FAU. Mm -hmm. right, I mean, right. this is a school that consists of not type top high school recruits. You know, a lot of these guys start in community college and they transfer. Yep. Um, it's a small program, so to get to the Final Four for the first time in school history was huge. Yeah. Um, and to be so close to get making yeah. the championship game was huge, not only for FAU, but for South Florida basketball but, but, in general. But, but, I how, mean, how does it was, both teams get knocked out? F, I mean, Miami got washed. Okay? <laughs> I know, but come on. But FAU was like one two, South Florida team. FAU make it? was two seconds away from making the championship game, which tough. made it so hard. Right. I mean, we lost by a point in the last oh, well, you two know how many seconds. People lost so much. So many it was. So it much was. Money. It was hard to watch. Mm. You know, with Miami, the writing was kind of on the wall in that first half. It was they were getting washed. <laughs> but I mean, FAU was fighting, yeah, and they were fighting chance. back from lead, lead, losing leads and having leads, and and San Diego State was fighting. And it came down to the wire, and there was a part in those last six seconds. And, you know, we miss our shot, and the ball heads back over to the San Diego State side. And I'm just like, listen, six seconds of defense. That's all we need. You were sitting there watching it with Cooper. I was watching with my whole family. My family yeah. from New York was in town. Cooper was in town. Obviously, he lives with me. Um, so, like, everyone was sitting there watching it. And in my head, I'm like, you know when you try not to get to, like, um, you don't try to get your expectations too high because mm -hmm. you don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. But in the back of my head, I was like, we're going to do this. Holy yeah. crap, we're going I mean, to the they, championship game. They really was game. in control the whole game for I real. I was like, felt six like, seconds of defense. That's all mm -hmm. we need. And yeah. it wasn't even six seconds. It was like maybe two. he shot that ball with two seconds. Mind you, this is a player who was hitting bricks all game. Oh, so I'm like, goodness. oh, the ball's in his hand? <laughs> this is good money. We oh, got man. this. He pulled up. And in my head, I'm like, there's no way. There's right. no way. There's no way. And you know, like when you watch a game, and you're watching the ball go in. And you're kind of like trying to like angle your head, like yeah, you can actually see it, like you're mm -hmm. really there. I'm like watching from the TV, and I'm like, oh, there's no way this is going. There's no way this is going. And it goes in, and I was just, I was in shock. So, 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 Corey, I'm about to throw it to you here. Mm -hmm. um, you know what? I'm gonna just throw it to you. I'm gonna look at you because I don't want Ashley to respond to this. <laughs> I feel really bad for Ashley. Yeah. Why? Cowboys fan. <laughs> like, like for real, for real. The Knicks like are in the real, playoffs. A real, for, for real, for real. And now we're going to get to the Knicks, <laughs> right? Just never happens. She's like, oh, it's like you know, when you're at a bigger team, you're you're always looking I've at. I've seen the, the Cowboys future. in the playoffs a lot, though. What do you mean? Super Bowl, a Super Bowler, but oh, we're not even talking that. to you. I'm you not even playoffs. talking to you right now. I'm you talking to Corey. I'm talking to Corey. I'm talking to Corey right now. So I feel bad for Ashley. Uh, you know, Cowboys. It's um, it's tough being a Cowboys fan. They get close, um, often. And then also the Knicks, 
I mean, we're talking about a phenomenal city to play basketball in, and they just can't get it done. FAU. It may be you, Ashley. <laughs> Would you consider rooting against your teams this year, the rest of this year, and seeing if the outcome is different? Corey. <laughs> Said, I'm just saying sometimes said, it works. Like said, people, huh? fans Some do work. weird things. Like First I'm not watching all, right now. I'm wearing the same thing. The like, Cowboys if, and the Knicks were losing way before I understood what was going on on TV. So you're not going to put that on me. Okay? I was a baby and they were losing. Don't mm. put that juju on me. I might. Last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl was 95. How's that? What's that, that got to do with me? When were you like, born? Can we talk about that? Or I was that born private? in 93. You're born in 93. So, like, you're going to put the Cowboys' years of not making the playoffs or another Super Bowl on me? I was a kid. Yeah. That's not my fault. It's interesting okay. that you're 93. Corey, I'm going to throw it to you. Mm -hmm. I keep saying, come, let's go. Go, Corey. Just take <laughs> it. Get us to the next on. topic. Get us to the next topic because I can talk forever about things that have nothing to do with sports right now. <laughs> uh, well, one last congrats to women's, oh, LSU Absolutely. women's basketball team for sure. But moving on, right? So over the weekend, the NBA and the NBA PA agreed on a new seven-year collective bargaining uh, agreement, right? So if we were to list some of, like, the key elements in this new deal, one is... Players can now invest in NBA and WNBA teams, mm. right? They can also promote and invest in sports betting and cannabis companies. And also something to, to note is that in an attempt to kind of curb load management, the league is now implementing a 65-game minimum, right? Mm -hmm. Now, of course, that minimum comes with conditions, the biggest example being injury and whatnot. But mm -hmm. in order to win postseason awards now, Got to play at least 65 wow. games. Wow. Yeah, got to play at least 65 games. So, like, how you know, impactful, you know, if you go considering the first couple things that I said, how impactful is this for active players, though, now that they're able to invest it's in teams here. and, you know, different companies and whatnot? Okay, well, focusing on the 65-game minimum to That's win big. X amount of awards, 100%, I'm a fan of that. I mm -hmm. think there had to be some level of criteria for these awards to continue being um, fair and to leave certain biases out of it. You know, we're having the conversation now about Jokic and Bead and things like that. There had to be some sort of criteria implemented. You can't have somebody who load managed, not that that applies to either of those guys, but you can't have somebody who load managed half the year eligible for blank award. It just, mm. it can't work like that. So I think that it's a step in the right direction of, of giving these awards more criteria to make them, um, less repetitive, more fair. So I'm in favor of that. Um, in terms of players being in, able to invest in cannabis companies, don't have an issue with that. Marijuana is going to be legal in this country very soon. So I don't have an issue with athletes being able to expand their money by you know, investing into companies that are going to be making money very shortly, if not, if they already are not, depending on where they, what city they reside in. Um, the only thing that's throwing me off a little bit is allowing active players to invest in WNBA and NBA teams and not so much WNBA because obviously they aren't playing in those leagues. Um, for me, it's having active NBA players being able to invest in NBA other NBA teams and sports betting companies that may be a little problematic. So you could like, basically you're telling me that you can play for the Lakers, but be invested into the Clippers. I don't know how that's going to affect free agency. I don't really know how that's going to affect, um, 
you know, mindsets going into playoffs yeah. or the season. I just don't really know why this was a thing and how it's going to work. Right. So th that those two, the sports betting and the investing into NBA teams as act active NBA players is the only thing that's kind of throwing me for a loop. Yeah, hopefully the NFL uh, and the players are paying attention, right? NBA always get it right. I wouldn't say always get it right, but they stick together and they get good deals. This is a really good deal for the players. Ashley, you hit on the cannabis, right? Um, I, I truly believe uh, our NBA players are the ones that got this over the line. Now you see the NFL and other leagues being mm -hmm. more lenient on uh, cannabis use. So shout out to the players there. Uh, I don't know how big of a role Matt Barnes and Al Harrington's and well, the they're stacks not, played they're, in, in, you know, in you, this. You talk about more of the NBA PA. So that would be CJ McCollum. That'd be yeah, Grant but, Williams, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Correct, but, but you have, those are the guys that's leading the way. But the guys who started the conversation or the guys that's probably sitting yeah. down with the CJ McCollum's like, yo, this is an important deal, right? Like you got, I don't know if you watched, did you see my next guest with David Letterman and Ke Kevin Durant? Yes. I thought that was dope because KD came out. He's like, I'm high right now. Like, when do you ever see an active athlete talk about being high outside of them Aaron Rodgers saying, I just did ayahuasca plants or whatever? <laughs> like, you never really see that. So NBA players are always ahead of the curve on, uh, curve on you know, these type of issues. So that's a big thing for me. Uh, another one, I don't know if you hit it, Ashley, but NBA players can now have ownership in an NBA team. Did you hit that? They can invest, not ownership. They can, invest. They can be investors into NBA teams. That's ownership. Um, you can't own a. T I mean, yes. Yes, I it's, guess it's equity. It's, yeah, it's so equity. It, it, yeah, minority, majority. You, you. Why you keep challenging me? In no, business? I guess I mean. Like, why I, you keep doing when this? When I think owner, though, I think like somebody <laughs> who sure I'm, I'm thinking more of somebody who owns the entire conglomerate. But yes, technically, an investor is part um, owner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they they may not be expecting it, but I mean, I if you can invest, you can don't. be majority, and you know what this means, LeBron James. In Las Vegas, LeBron James. I just don't know how this, it works. This is Le, this I don't is know LeBron. how this works. It's easy. What you mean how it works? It's easy. I mean, uh, I, I, hey, my name is LeBron James. Um, I want to open or launch the expansion team in Las Vegas. No, and I don't. I have the money. I don't think no. I, that's not what they can do. I I don't think Why? that how it's. Do you know I don't that? think it's that LeBron can start. I, I think you can be an investor in an existing sports team, like and within the NBA. You can't build one from the ground. Like the Vegas team would it's have to same. already exist. No, it's not. It's the no, same. That's, it's the same because it's a it's an expansion team. So it's just you investing in it. You put you can't invest in together. something that doesn't exist. Yes, it's this. It's like when the Jacksonville Jaguars were an expansion team, or even Baltimore moving there. Like, but the team existed already. They were no, they, no, no. You can be. It, listen, this is a thing. This, so first off, mm -hmm. do you believe that there will be an NBA team in Las Vegas? Eventually, yes. Okay, so we can debate this another time, mm -hmm. right? Because I feel like I haven't done my work. Have you done your work on this? Well, I spoke to CJ McCollum and Grant Williams are two really good friends of mine. So I reached out to them over the weekend when the news broke and. Well, she's a real it's, reporter. It's she did not, her work. She's, it's not. So it's not. Work. What I was told. What Shit, I, was, I wasn't expecting. I'm sorry. What I was told to them. What I was told by them is it's more, you know, regarding private equity firms rather than the individuals. Right. So um, that's kind of where they were able to make this work. So it's not like you're just walking yeah. into um, 
you know, the Los Angeles Lakers office and saying to Jeannie Buss, I want to invest X amount of money into right. this team. It's through equity firms. So it's a bunch of players um, pooled together or, you know, not players, other people who have the funds pooled together investing right. into um, the sports team. So that was kind of the red tape around it. So that's just kind of, um, you know, what the the fine print is it's right, not right. necessarily Let's, individual we, it's the firm why don't why don't we get cj on like cj to explain it yeah yeah we got to get cj on okay we got to reach <laughs> out to him another interesting thing here um ashley mm -hmm. did you see the part where they talked about the in-season tournament um, I did not. let me read it it says an attempt to uh curb league load management we hit that the in-season tournament could arrive as soon as the 23-24 season the event will include pool play games backed into the regular season schedule starting in november with eight teams advancing to a single elimination tournament in december the final four will be held at a neutral site with Las <laughs> with las vegas permitting in discussion, Las Vegas. There you go again. The final four. Yeah, you know what this. You know what this is. The final four is not in the NBA. That's what. That's what they have right here. Yeah, the, the fi with the, the final four, tournament. it says. Oh wow. The yeah. final four of this in-season tournament will be had at a neutral site with Las Vegas. Wow. Prominent. I said permanent. I'm sorry. Prominent. There go Las Vegas again. La Las Vegas is going to be the uh, sports mecca here mm -hmm. in the next ten years. NBA, NFL. Um, a lot of uh, brands and companies that are close to sports will be headquartered there. You know what this is to me? This is the NBA finding more ways to create more products. More products equals more TV deals. Look at the NFL. The NFL, they're, they're, they're the best at it, right? You know, we're going to find a way to monetize um, the, com the combine. You know, that wasn't a thing before. That's what the that's why the combine is so important. You know, not only do you see product placement and more, more brands coming in, but there's a, a TV deal around that. You have the draft is a big one. You have training camp is a big one. Mm -hmm. So this is the NBA looking for more opportunities to generate more more revenue. And I act and I actually like it. I think this is smart, and I think it will make the NBA. F uh, can I say funner? Is that a that's word? That's not a word. Can I say it more though? More fun. Funner. <laughs> okay, sure. You you cool? You that's, cool with it? I got no problem yeah. with it. Okay. It's not a word, but go more ahead. fun. Yes. <laughs> Can you say more fun? That's that's a thing. More fun. I think it would be fun because I told I tell I tell you this all the time. I don't think the NBA starts until like now. Like a couple the NBA started literally two and a half weeks ago. They don't play no defense. You got low management. That's why you're now seeing in this collective bargaining well, I do, agreement I do, the sixty five games. I do games. think that is is important. I think load management has kind of just gotten out of control mm -hmm. um i think that it started off as a way to preserve players and, and their bodies and, and you know it's a very long season so every now and then you expect it but it's right. become a little bit egregious i right. mean you have you have guys sitting out for a week straight to this at this point it's, it's, it's insane like it's you just you can't have it yeah um and I know Kawhi's not gonna like it, but well, you can't, you can't, you can't have it. I don't think Kawhi would care because Kawhi's not going after MVP or any. No, type I know, of but I think you, you know, I mean, yes, 
That's true, but you know I think I mean? that I don't know. I just think that the load management has kind of taken on a life of its own, and it's diluting the product a little bit. And yeah. I think about what Kobe Bryant told Vanessa. And she she mentioned this at his memorial service. Is that you know the reason that he would play through so many injuries is because he would think about you know the fans and the kids specifically yeah, you know, who right. saved up money to come watch him mm -hmm. play. And I feel like with load management, that's kind of gotten erased a little bit. That love of you know, not just the game, but the people who support the game and the fans who watch the game and support these players. It's become such a business that right. you ignore that. And um, but that's the it's, it's unfortunate because load management is diluting the game right. a little bit. Well, let's go to the NFL. John Mara at the owners meeting last week, he came out and, and pushed, a, pushed back against the uh, proposal of flexing Thursday night football, right? And yes. his biggest thing was it's not fair to the fan. You have families that will plan a trip to see their team and their favorite players mm -hmm. for six, seven months. And now all of a sudden you give them two weeks notice saying that we're down flexing the game to Thursday. He said it's not fair. So um, I understand that and it does suck, but the reality is it's a business. It's a media business. So they're going to and the NBA and the NFL is telling us mm -hmm. what's more important mm -hmm. is the business and these deals over our players and our fans. That's what it is. I think it's a little different, though, with the NBA, because unlike the NFL, when you're flexing a game, you're moving like it could be Eagles and Cowboys yeah. that are now being flexed. And, and it changes the entire landscape of that game where the NBA, you're not changing the location. Mm -hmm. You're just changing what players are available. So if you know. You're showing up to a game expecting to see LeBron James play. And then 30 minutes before a tip-off, oh, LeBron James won't be playing today. He's going to be out on, you know, load management. That's – it's diluting the product. And not only is it diluting the product in person, but as a fan, do you really want to watch the B squad Lakers go at it no. against the A squad Cavs? That's not no. fun to watch. No. Like, you just went to the Heat game a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was a week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to ask this question because I know you're very connected. Did you pay for your tickets? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just have to ask because, you know, that that sucks as well. You, you, you invest – a couple hundred bucks in your ticket and your experience and LeBron's not there, right? Like, that's that's why I brought it up, right? Cause I didn't I, confirm nor deny whether I paid for my ticket. Well, I'm just saying, I, I was just going to use that as an example. Me, I only go to NBA games when I can sit courtside. That's it. Like, I'm bougie. Like, I got to sit with my feet on the wood. I'm not taking the second row. I believe row. that, though. No, for sure. I, like, it's this just one of those same, things. Can I, can, I, can I tease you a little bit? And that's a couple can thousand. I can go I tease ahead. you a go, little bit? Go. We were at Super Bowl, y'all. This is a true story. <laughs> this is a true story. Come, in, come in close. I'm going to tell y'all. It's a story time real quick. <laughs> we, um, we were at Super Bowl. And at Super Bowl Radio Row, there's multiple entrances, right, to get to the same location. And there's, you know, the, the media entrance. It takes you down the escalator. And that's where most people go through because it's just the easiest. It's, it's right there when you walk out your hotel, depending on where your hotel is. It's right near the parking garage. And that's where I and Pat McAfee and all these people were coming up and down the escalator. Brandon Marshall here refused <laughs> to use that entrance. He said, no, I want the VIP entrance. <laughs> and we're like, Brandon, just take the escalator. Everyone's taking the escalator down, the media. He's like, no, I'm not coming in unless I can walk through the VIP <laughs> oh entrance. God. The VIP entrance is like this tunnel. 
It's like a the garage yeah. tunnel underneath the convention center, all the way on the other side of the convention center. Mind you, we're over here. The entrance is over there. You walk through this tunnel. You profile all around the convention center. You walk through there. You walk through craft services. You may bump into Michael Irvin and this oh, one or whatever. Craft services um, but Brandon Marshall refused to take the escalator. He had Can to I go ahead and myself? walk through the VIP entrance. Let me explain myself. Just want to put that out let there. Me let so me, when he said he's bougie and he won't sit anywhere but courtside, listen, that is 100% listen, accurate. Listen, the, the basketball thing and the courtside thing is more ego, and I'll give you that, right? Like, listen, I, I'm not one that's afraid to be vulnerable and lean into some of my weaknesses or some of my, my, my shortcomings, right? And that's all ego. Like, I feel like, yeah, if I'm going to a game, like – yeah, I'm sitting courtside. I want the best. I can't sit row two, row three, none of that. It's insane. None of that. So that's insane. Right. <laughs> so that's that. But the VIP thing is the Super Bowl is is hectic. If you if you, you got to think about it, this is the biggest event around our game, and fans come. They know the the festivities leading up to the game is some of the funnest moments because you can run to anybody and some of your favorite players, whether active or retired hell when i was a kid that was my favorite part about going to the super bowl was getting autographs so if you go to you were in that tunnel asking for autographs no listen yeah oh oh i was everywhere my thing is if any player not just myself walk around during the week of the super bowl it's hard to get down the street right because everybody's asking you for an autograph and so my thing is i'm trying to just get to our location. Brandon, you are so cat, bro. I'm telling you. You are so I'm cat. You. I'm not going to let you get Ashley, away with you know, that. I always keep on it real with set. you. I, I always keep it real with you. I'm not going to let you get away with that on this set. I'm not going to let you get away with that. Do I not be honest with you? I am not going to let you get away with that on this set. You are lying to our viewers. That is not why you wanted uh, me, to walk through that VIP entrance. Question. Don't sit here and lie to me. Let me ask you. I will say this. Because I was there. I know the truth. I will say this. I will say this. You're not bougie when it comes to, like, hey, we're on location. Let's go to work. Like, you get it done. But outside of work, who's more bougie, me or you? I am not bougie. I've never sat courtside. <laughs> Ashley, in I, my no, no. life, I Ashley. don't. I'm a true basketball. I'll sit in the stands with the regular folks. I don't care as long as go? I'm you, in the building. Where'd you go yesterday? Where'd you go I was yesterday? Like, where, and, and what did you wear? You went to Kiss. I had to Zara pants on. You what are you talking brunch? about? You went to brunch yesterday. Can so we what? Can, can everybody brunch, go to Ashley Nicole Moss? Does brunch Moss's, make me bougie? Ashley Nicole Moss's Instagram account. This man account. refused <laughs> to take the same escalator that Pat McAfee used He's to walk paid. to his set. He had to go to the <laughs> other entrance and we're waiting for him for 15 minutes. I say, where's Brandon Marshall? Where's Brandon? Anyone seen Brandon? Oh, he's here. Yo, but he had to he had to walk. He, he he refuses to come to the media the entrance. He's me. walking the crowds, through. Here's there was the other nobody thing. But here's there. the other thing, and you know this too oh about me. You know this God. too about me. And then so so does our audience. If y'all if y'all just now uh, uh following I am Master the Paper route, I'm gonna tell y'all something about me. I know myself. And everybody needs to learn themselves. What's and yourself? Put, and put boundaries. Too many people is a problem. Yeah. 
It's a problem. It's a problem. Because I'm the type of dude, right? I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to say, yo, uh, I got to get to this. I got to get to the TikTok installation. Or we got to get the sleep number. They, This is a big partnership, a big collaboration. We got 10 minutes to get there. The fans, they don't care about that. Brandon. So what happens if the wrong I'm person. I'm not letting you do this, Brandon Marshall. Right, <laughs> I'm not letting you do this. You're, You're walking into the Radio Row Convention Center where 95% of, of the people there work in the media space. You're not walking in. <laughs> to the Pro Bowl, you're not walking into the mall, you're not walking down the street where it's, oh my God, Brandon Marshall, can you sign? You're walking into a room where Pat McAfee's over here, you got CBS over here, ain't nobody harassing you for an autograph, you could've walked through the media entrance like the rest of us. I'm not gonna let you sit up here and cap. Ashley, you're lying. Ashley. No, you're lying. Have, have I ever told you I had 21 catches on the game? Oh um, my God. <laughs> all right, next question. Next question. Go, go. You did a good job of paying a different yeah. narrative there. I ain't gonna go, go. Go next question. I can't. I can't. Uh, she it. just exposed All right, me. That's what we're doing. <laughs> right. Let's check out the word on the tweet. Huh? So it was a very eventful weekend and whatnot, very. but we got to start with LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. So that, that these guys are making a late late season surge, I'd say. They, they won their most recent game over the Rockets, 134 to 109. Anthony Davis, he dropped 40 points, grabbed nine Ooh. rebounds, and... LeBron James recorded his 136 career triple double, mm -hmm. right? Easy. The Lakers, they're currently seven and three in their last ten, and they're actually a half a game behind the Warriors and the Clippers for the fifth and Let's sixth go. seed. Yeah, so I mean they're, they're they're looking pretty good right now. So guys, like are the Lakers a team to fear in the, in the Western Conference? Ashley, I'll start with you. No, don't start with Ashley. Yeah, Let me start you, this you one. Ashley's been starting and taking over the whole show. I'm starting with this one. I'm gonna go to ESPN.com <laughs> right now. Okay, I'm gonna go NBA. Then I'm gonna go standings. And right now, what I'm gonna look at is uh, the Eastern Conference. I don't want to see the Eastern Conference right now. I'm gonna see the West. Western Conference. You got the Denver Nuggets sitting at one, okay? Then you got the Memphis Grizzlies. Then you got the Sacramento Kings. Then you got the Phoenix Suns. Then you got the Clippers. Then the Warriors. And then you got LA. Damn. I wanted to say something crazy. I was about to say, I see them in the Western Conference Finals. That's mm. what I see. Wow. But when I got to Golden State, they hot right now. They play. <laughs> and then I, I do like Kawhi and, and what happens when Paul come through. This is going to be an exciting postseason. You making that face because you got L.A. written off. You can't do that, Ashley. Can you throw back the graphic, Mandeville, please? Mandeville, please throw the graphic. Did you not see that stat line? You got A.D., 40 points, nine rebounds. LeBron, this is what LeBron was supposed to be doing for two and a half years. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Here, since they left the bubble, is exactly this. Chilling. Getting everybody in position. Being a freaking str a strategic out there. And letting AD carry the load. Ashley, we talked about this last week, and I told you this, and you laughed at me, and Stack, y'all laughed at me. If AD can do this, because we talked about a run, that was a debate. I ain't say a whole year. I said the question that Corey posed was, can they go on a run? Well, they're on a run right now. Now the, the new question, Corey, is 
can this run extend into the postseason? Yeah. And I'm saying yes. Ashley, who who do you have here that can just blow them out? If they doing it, if AD's doing this and LeBron is being LeBron, who's just going to run through the Lakers? Answer me that. Brandon, can you read that first sentence for me, please? AD and <laughs> Braun in win versus Rockets? Uh. Yeah. Okay. So that's your point there. That's right. my point. The Rockets. <laughs> the Rockets are the worst team, I believe, in the NBA. They play absolutely zero defense. So, yes, it is impressive. I will give credit where credit is due. Six it's, the last it's, seven. Look at their last seven. The games, last man. seven, I will, I will give credit where credit is due. You know, the last six out of the – I can't give credit for the Houston Rockets. You're supposed to beat a team like <laughs> what that. What about the Bulls? They're one of the – they beat the Timberwolves. Didn't they lose to the Bulls? They beat the Suns. They lost to the Bulls. No, they beat the Bulls. No, they, they, no, they, they lost. They split. They split. They split. They split. Okay. They split. All I'm simply saying is, okay, Anthony Davis having a 40-point game against the Houston Rockets doesn't move me. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. We have said this time and time again. When Anthony Davis is at his best, he is unstoppable. The problem is, is his availability and his consistency. Don't matter. They are not there. If they are there, that is a game changer. But that is a big if he's available right now, can you see them going on a run in the is postseason? It, yes is or this no? the playoffs Yes right or now? no? It's close. We're a week away. His his biggest question mark is his availability and his consistency. He's available right now. He's available right now. Do I see right this now. team beating a team like the Suns or the Warriors or the Grizzlies yes. or and the Clippers available. in a seven-game series? No, I don't. I'm sorry. Does it go seven? I don't think it goes. I don't. I really don't think that this team is a team that you need to worry about. Will they make some splashes here and there? Maybe. Will they go ahead and give a team that they play against a hard time? Yes. Will can they you, exhaust them? Probably. Can you Will do they me a favor? walk away victorious in a series, depending on what that matchup is? Probably not. The team is not that team. It's just not that team. Can, this can, is not a team that's going to the Western Conference Finals. Because you're better at this than I am. Can you can you go on your pad and look at the standings and see like who are they going to play potentially in the first? They're in the plan, I believe. No, they're 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 the seventh seed, I believe. That's the right plan. Now. Seven is the the plan. seven is the play in. Yes, yep. jeez. That's the plan. And then so walk me through that play in uh, structure. I believe seven plays eight, nine plays ten, um, and then the winners of those. I would have to see. I would have to see the graphic on top of my head. I think seven plays eight, nine plays ten, mm -hmm. and then the winner the of nine and ten play each plays other. The no, no, no. Plays the loser, the loser of, of seven, seven eight. versus eight. Yeah, right. Yes. Okay, so it's all about the positioning. Yes, it's okay. all about the positioning and things like that. So they're at seven right now. There makes them in the play, and they probably won't get into the playoffs. I think that. You don't think they'll get into the playoffs? There's three games left. You don't think the Lakers get into the playoffs? They're in the play-in. That's not considered the, a true playoff team. They're in the play-in. That's the step before so the you playoffs. So you don't have them making it out of the play-in? No, no, no. I'm saying I don't think they get into the playoffs, meaning like I don't think they're oh, cracked. Oh, like, okay. after, I don't think they're going to crack the six. Be clear. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be clear. That's what I – That's. I mean, I'm pretty sure – Be clear. You went to school for communication. I'm pretty sure everyone knew what I meant when I said they won't crack the playoffs. I mean, they won't crack the playoffs, meaning I think they're stuck in that play-in. By the end of the regular season. All right, let's go on to the next tweet. And listen, not knocking LeBron. You're not acting like it. <laughs> Look, I don't think LeBron's enough to carry this team in, in a seven-game series when, when, against a certain against any of these teams in the West. Certain teams in the West. I don't. I don't. I think he needs more help, and I don't. I can't rely on Anthony Davis. I just are, can't. are you are you ready to give your uh, your finals prediction? 
Not yet, no. Not ready. When when are you going to be ready? Can we can we get this done by the end of the week? Can we get mm-hmm. Ashley's bracket? Well, when the season's over, I'll be able to see where everyone's seated. Ah, and that's like, like that. too easy. No, it's not. I can't. What do you want me to do? Predict so matchups? So when the season's over, you're going to bless. I will us be with able to. I'll be able you'll, to. You'll, you'll you'll put together like a a map of how the playoffs are going to shape out. Yeah, I can do that, but I I gotta see like I gotta see where everyone's seated and things like that. <laughs> you say you're not bougie and needy. <laughs> like you could do it right now. Ashley. I don't know who's matching up with who. There's three games left. Some teams. That's are... what makes it exciting is you predicting <sighs> it before it happens. All right, what we got next, Corey? All right, this is what we got. The NBA announced their 2023 Hall of Fame class, right? And that list includes Dwayne Wade. You got Pau Gasol. You got Dirk Nowinski, Becky Hammond, mm. Tony Parker, and Greg Popovich, right? So we got a tweet here from the one and only Dwayne Wade. He says, this is what it's like going into the Hall of Fame. This is what it feels like going into the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And you see here, you got a whole bunch of goats in there. Now, I had a question for you guys, right? Like, there's no questioning this year's Hall of Fame class. It's one of the best. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Yeah, but sure. Like, like, because the GOAT, you know, like, as of late, that's really been a term that a lot of people have been throwing around and whatnot. Like, do you see Hall of Fame classes, you know, 20, maybe 10 to 20 years from now, harder to really put together really from that, you know, just from that statement there? What do you mean? So, like, like the GOAT term, you know, like, I feel like almost each team has their GOAT, right? Or, like, you know, Luca, he's he's a baby GOAT. He's this, he's that. Like, mm. are we going to have problems like you know forming these hall of fame classes are these hall of fame classes going to be like less of first ballot hall of famers just with like the parody that's growing in the nba and whatnot no because a goat on x team is different than a hall of fame goat right. i mean that's it's it's it you know you can be called a baby goat all these things if you want to but the hall of fame doesn't care about what twitter says it doesn't care about what a fan base says the hall of fame is the hall of fame for a reason Mm -hmm. um i mean you look at these names here these men and women have accomplished a plethora of accolades from top to bottom over a span of years decades um that's a different level so yeah you know twitter and, and social media and fan bases will go ahead and label and crown people goats and things like that and maybe the term is used too loosely now i, I you know that's probably true and that's mm-hmm. a different conversation but i Ooh. think when you start talking about the hall of fame yeah that's yeah, a you, different stratosphere right. and there's no cheating the hall of fame yeah, you know you, what yeah, i mean that's just something you just hope that those standards remain the same right like as years go on brandon what you think well first off you know i, I love d wade my favorite player and we talked the best the yep. flash um and that's who i followed for a very long time he and uh carmelo anthony now spider mitchell mitchell excuse me spider mitchell is my guy um love his game it reminds me of my game ashley you know what i'm saying your game in what <laughs> basketball i i truly believe so not only is your game similar, I just don't like how you just look. Not like only that. is your game center, <laughs> similar to Donovan Mitchell, but you can Without put the defensive anymore. breaks on Joel Embiid. That's what I do. <laughs> now, see, now, now you're in my he's lane. He's got, he's now got the game, lane. the offensive game of Donovan Mitchell, and the defensive game to put the bre- the breaks on Joel Embiid. Just let's just go one ahead. One time, flip one that. time, one time in um, sixth grade, we had an AAU tournament. And they gave me Mr. Hustle Award and Defensive Player of the Tournament. Um, that was like in sixth grade. Then I did it again in like eighth grade um, while scoring or averaging around 26 points. So I like my game. I like my game. Um, 
I truly believe if I actually had time to train, I could have made it to the NBA. I truly believe that. So I'm gonna move on because Ashley, she think I'm uh, I'm playing over here and I'm not serious. I want to talk about some of the uh, top classes when it comes to Hall of Fame because I disagree with D Wade on this one point. Like goats, there's one goat. Can we we need to we need to fix this? And and I'm part of the problem. I'm always saying this person's a goat. That person's a goat. There's only one goat. And in basketball, is Michael Jordan. No. There's one goat. Bill Russell's a goat. No, there's one. Who's more, the goat? More who's rings than goat? fingers, baby. No, that now that could be that could be your goat, right? But you gotta you gotta pick a goat. You can't say goat, goat, goat. What does yeah. goat mean? I'm very literal. We've had this conversation before, though. I think greatest there, of all time. No, I think there is the goat, but I think there are goats. No, there's greats. Put goats, greats. Mm, Bill Russell's mm. a goat. You Magic Johnson's a goat. Kareem is a goat. Like they may not be. The goat. When you think of a sport, who's the when you greatest? say the goat, yeah. I think the the goat conversation is when you think of a sport, when you think of the greatest player of all time in a sport, the goat is the universal answer. But that okay, is okay. that isn't a gate okay, that underneath okay. there are multiple goats. And Bill Russell, Magic, Kareem, Larry are in that conversation. Well, well we're going to continue to debate this um, for a very long. Who's time. Who's your goat in football? Um, Tom Brady. Okay, and underneath him, when you talk about Deion Sanders, is he not a goat? He's great. Just talked to him last week. Great, but you're not a goat. (laughs) Deion Sanders is not a goat. He's not the goat. He's a he's a great. I don't. When I when I speak about goat, I'm talking about one person, right? Everybody else, legends, uh, phenomenal, greats. I just I think we just throw goat around too often. It's too easy. We can debate this another time, please. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Can, Can I get your thoughts here? Because we're talking about uh, this being a phenomenal class, right? Mm-hmm. So who who is it? It's D Wade, Pagasol, Dirk, yep. Becky Be- Hammond, yep. um, Tony, Tony Parker, Parker, and Coach Pop. Okay, so what about this? And one? more, and more. And All right, more. here's here's who, who who people are saying is uh, are the class that's number one. Let me see if you guys agree with this. Two thousand and nine. Do you know who went in in two thousand and nine? The goat. It's easy. I mean, you, I mean the Jordan goat. went in 09? Who's the goat? I thought he went in sooner than that. But okay. No, isn't Kobe your goat? Kobe's my goat. Okay. Yes. So 2009, you have Michael Jordan, David Robinson. That was a great class. And John Stockton. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a dope one. Uh, 2020. Do you know who went in 2020? 11 years later. Didn't Kobe go in in 2020? Yeah, your yeah. goat. Kobe. You know who he went in with? Allen Iverson? No, Iverson went the year before him, I believe. Okay, so so Tim, very good. Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. That was a great class also. Mm. So so do you would you take out of these three, rank those three first. So you got this class with D Wade and the rest. I think this is a great class. I would go this class first. What tw- this class? Like first? over overall class? You're, you're, you're taking D Wade's class over to 2020, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and Kobe Bryant? Overall, yes, that's three guys. Look, look yeah, but there's more Dirk here. I'm, I'm just I'm naming of the top three. outside of the American Airlines. Hold Center. on, Ashley. So you're taking D Wade, Dirk, and I'm looking Tony at the, Parker. I'm looking at the overall class Becky. unit. You can't. I'm not gonna rank a class with three players. Just, just go top three. Let's just go top. Three. I would have. I mean, let's go top three. This is a this is a great class. I would probably go this class, Kobe's class, Jordan's class. Mm. 
Wow. So that means that's your, this is the I'm greatest looking, class. I'm then. looking at it as an overall. I'm not looking at it I'm as saying. an individual thing. Obviously, if I'm going goats within the classes, obviously for me, Kobe would always be first. But as the overall class, I mean, this class is phenomenal. And this is not even everybody. Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, I'm not neg- and I'm not, Kobe Bryant. Has, I like them over MJ, David Robinson, and John Stockton. And that's tough. I'm not, I love Kobe's <laughs> class and this class are very, very close. But I mean, this is an incredible. Here's another class. good one. Here's I mean, another Coach good one, Pop, Ashley. Come on. What do you think about yeah. this class? They call this the dream team: Carl Malone, Scottie Pippen, Dennis. I'm uh, not Johnson. putting any class with Carl Malone in the top three. <laughs> sorry. All right. Here's a here's here. No. So you. It wasn't the year before. 2016 is when Allen Iverson went in. Do you know who he went in with? Little guy, Allen Iverson, big guy. One of the biggest guys. Oh, my God. I'm drawing a blank. Joel Embiid compared himself to him. He said, Joel Embiid said. I'm, I'm drawing like, a blank. I'm like this guy. And then I'm also like Elijah, not Elijah Wan. Uh, Elijah Wan. Hakeem? Hakeem Elijah Wan. Oh. No, no, no. It's Shaquille O'Neal. That's oh. what, remember Joel Embiid said Shaq that a couple went in days with ago. Iverson? Huh? Shaq went in with Iverson? Yep. And Yao Ming. Oh, that's and, oh yeah. That's and I don't know play. this person. Uh, Zelmo Betty? Uh, WNBA? Is, and no disrespect. I just, I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Zel- Zelmo. I need to look that person up. Zelmo Betty might not be a household name, but he made five all-star games spread across a dozen seasons in the ABA and NBA. The skill center averaged 22 points and 15 rebounds while helping the 70 oh, and 71 Utah stars in the APA, ABA title. Okay. All right. Let me see if there's another one. Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Ray Allen, Grant Hill. That was a great class. Yep. That was uh, 19, uh, 2018. There's some good classes here. I, I'm, we need to move the conversation forward. Uh, but I think your list is way off. Like how you rank the top three I classes. Think a, I think this is a phenomenal class. But not, well, it's not phenomenal. What you're saying is the greatest. Basically, I'm not what you saying said it's the, the great, greatest. I can't say it's the greatest Hall of Fame class because I don't know what the future Hall of Fame classes are going to look like. Can you look in your uh, in your camera and say this class? Is the greatest class ever to no. go into it all? That's what you're saying. That's Ashley, not what I'm say saying. It. That's not just what say I'm it. saying. So you gave me, you gave me three classes to rank, and I ranked them. That doesn't mean this is the greatest class That's, of all no time. There's no other class. There, I gave you. I'm, I just gave you. Uh, you want me to go to Corey. 1980? 1980, <laughs> you have. Corey. 1980, you have uh, Oscar Robert Robertson and Jerry West and Jerry Lucas. I didn't say this was the greatest class. West you gave Jerry me Lucas. three classes to rank, and I said if I had to rank them against the three that you gave me. Kobe's class is very close to this 2023 Hall of Fame class, but this is a phenomenal group of people going in. You're That's po- not not saying it's right the now. greatest of all time. It's a phenomenal. You're politicking right now. Oh yeah. It's like it's like she doesn't want to Corey. put her name. <laughs> Corey, in. Like, what next? Come all on. right. So how about we actually talk some football? Huh? Ooh. So our next tweet is from Dove Kleeman. Hopefully, I pronounced his name. It's correctly. all the same. It's yeah. No disrespect. It's YouTube. There you go. All right, so there are actually four teams eligible for Hard Knocks next year, right? So those four teams, New York Jets, you got mm. the Chicago Bears, you got the New Orleans Saints, and you got the Washington Commanders. Of those four teams, guys, who would you like to see on the next series? I know who I don't want to see. Hard Knocks. 
Don't who 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 you don't want. I don't want to see the Commanders. We nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. No. I think the best. I think yeah. the. I think the best would be the Jets. Obviously, sure. especially when especially Aaron Rodgers yeah, gets yeah. there. Everyone's gonna want to know what's going on behind the scenes. Are they doing ayahuasca in the locker room? Like, are they are they doing <laughs> they darkness dark- retreats in the off season? <laughs> no, is they every, have a dark room? Is everyone a, going up a, to the Catskills <laughs> and you know sleeping in teepees and stuff like that? Like, we we want to know what's going on behind the scenes. That's right. obviously gonna be the most entertaining. Um, I don't think the Saints is is anything spectacular that anyone's really going to want to see. I don't think, um, you know, the Bears might be interesting. Um, but I think, obviously, out of the four of those lists, the, the winner's the Jets. This is uh, this is one of the, like, uh, you know, down times in my career. Not down times. What's the word I'm looking for? This is one, not a regret. I guess I wish I, 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 hard I had an opportunity to do hard knocks. I always wanted to do my hard question, knocks. Yes. I always want to do more. Mm-hmm. Should have been played for the Cowboys. We've been on there like 17 times. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's a bad place to be in because if you're on hard knocks, that means you're not a really good team. Yeah. Right? You're never. That's not necessarily true. That is. Yeah. The you Cowboys have been at hard knocks when we were winning. I know. No, no, yeah, no, that's no. That's the no, way it's no. known. The way it's set up, it's like the bottom half of the NFL. You, It's like if you're. It's like if you're. You're obligated. Not. You're obligated to be in that pool where they pick from if you're like the last eight in the NFL. Like you have mm. to. And and so like if you look over the last 10 years who's been participating, who's participating in hard knocks, it's not the teams that are coming off of a Super Bowl or mm-hmm. the, you went, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Buffalo Bills. But is it always losing the New teams, England though? Patriots? I thought sometimes Why haven't it was we middle, ever seen middle a New of England the ground Patriots? teams? You never seen the New England Patriots? Yeah. What about the Baltimore Ravens? What about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Right. You don't see you don't see really good teams doing hard knock. Why is that though? Is Would it, you say so the Steelers are a really good team no, to the point that they shouldn't be in hard knocks? Because listen, again, going back to the discussion that we had earlier, um, around the the new CBA for the NBA, NBA CBA, um, it's a media business, right? So the NFL and these owners understand how powerful Hard Knocks is. It's one of the most legendary uh, uh, shows around our, around our game. Mm-hmm. So they want to keep it going, but teams can elect to be out of it. So they basically got together and put rules around it. It's like, look, if, if you're a terrible team, you have no say, right? Like if, if you're at the bottom half of our league, you're in the discussion every single year. So the the teams the, the the teams that you know can opt out are the teams that are really good. Nobody wants to be involved in that. Like not real football people don't want to be involved in that. Why? Like it's it's too, it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. That's what we do every single day. Every single day, the job of the head coach and everyone around is to eliminate the distractions. That's why you see these athletes and coaches give these vanilla answers. Like nobody wants to deal with the media. So now there's going to be cameras in our locker room, in our fucking uh, cafeteria, in our meeting rooms 24-7. That's too intimate. Everything changed. It alters the whole chemistry and the whole approach to how we do our business. Guys right? who are normally, you know, aren't talkative all of a sudden dancing in the middle of the locker mm-hmm. room, like right. putting on a show for right. the cameras. And, 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 and those guys get called out quickly or guys that usually That's are good talkative. TV. They, they run away. They're like, I'm not I'm not participating in this. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I, 
you know, what was the question? Which team would you like to see next on Hard Knocks? I would love to see. I, I, I actually love it. And I think things are changing. I think teams now understand um, that, you know, media and embracing it to the highest level is important. Um, so I actually want to see the Jets. So I'm with you, Ash. I want to see the Jets. There's you a lot worried of that the Jets, Gardner. if the Jets were on Hard Knocks, though, it would put a additional spotlight on a team that already was going to have a immensely bright spotlight they play in new york they play in new jersey mm -hmm. um they deal Stop with the new york new jersey media so that's yep. one spotlight you have one of the biggest acquisitions ever aaron Rodgers now is your quarterback or soon to be quarterback i'm speaking if after this already happens is at the helm that marriage between him and green bay went south i love it I'm with now, you. you know, he did his Pat McAfee interview, so all eyes are... Now it's an additional spotlight because they're going to have cameras everywhere that they go. You're going to hear every... Con like, do you think they even want that added attention? Yeah, absolutely. This is New York. <laughs> Sorry, it's Jersey. It's New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I mean, I think Woody, uh, Woody, Woody, Woody wants the attention. Woody loves the attention. I but mean, would you think it's smart attention to have? Yeah, I think it's all about how to coach... Uh, and the organization controls it, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said, those players or coaches that's doing too much, you know, you got to get them in line. Everyone in the chat says nobody wants to see a Jets hard knocks. So wow. Really? Is that what just, the chat? Can really? we get a question from the Someone's chat in the game? <laughs> Someone said, I could literally one. not really? care. Really? <laughs> really? You don't want to see Sauce Gardner or Aaron Rodgers? I'm just reading what the chat says. The chat says they just could not care. I I but think about just those two characters alone. Ratings Sauce Gardner and Aaron Rodgers. That's more than enough content. Right. right. Aaron Rodgers be the guy that's running from the camera, actually. Can we can we get a poll? Everybody in the chat right now, if you want to go ahead and you would be interested to see a hard knocks of the New York Jets, the New Jersey Jets, <laughs> go ahead and say yes. If you would not, go ahead and say no. We're gonna go ahead and do a count here. I'm interested to I'm interested <laughs> to see yeah, what yeah. this what this looks like. Yeah, we gotta follow up with those numbers. I would assume those numbers would have went through the roof, honestly. But all right, moving on. How about factor foolish? So with this one, remember I'm gonna read a statement. These two will have to determine whether it's factor foolish and give their explanation why. So to begin. Jacksonville Jaguars win a Super Bowl in the next five years. I say this because their owner, um, Khan, right? He just recently said that the Jaguars have finally figured out the formula to winning. So mm. he's, he's very optimistic about the future there in Jacksonville. So Jacksonville Jaguars win a Super Bowl in the next five years. Factor Foolish. Uh, can, can, can I just ask our team, why did we pick an uh, old photo of the Jacksonville Jaguars? I think we got like six no's already, oh, you by the way. Go there? Can, we, can we stay on top of it? I'm just saying. We'll, I'm come just, back. we'll come back to we that. We got six no's already. Gonna, six no's? I just, just want to put that out there. We have literally well, six no's. Listen, everybody in our chat, all right, audience, and this is a great lesson. And a hell no. This is a great lesson <laughs> for everyone, right? Come with solutions. There is no problems, only solutions. So everybody right now, no, 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 no. Well, what's your solution, okay? <laughs> so if it's not the Jets, then put it in the chat. Who then? Right. right? And we need to take that lesson across our life and every area of our life. Don't just come with problems. Come with the solution. So if it's not the Jets, I want to hear uh, who do you guys want to see on, on Hard Knocks. Uh, but to this question, I would say over the next five years, whoa. Mm. This is this is a close one because if you look at how this team played last year, they have the makings of being a Cincinnati Bengals. Trevor with the, and Corey, what the owner said is what like the the formula they figured it out right yeah, was yeah. what that is it's an owner 
It's the head coach and it's the quarterback. So they have a owner. He's the only. He's the only one. Well, there's two. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Okay, Thank so, you. so 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 the owner. He seems to be getting it. They do have a head coach. They have not only do they have a head coach. They have a head coach that's won a Super Bowl already in Philly, right? Yeah. And then this quarterback, Trevor. Trevor was he a bust? Is he a bust? But then you look at last year. Man, dude turned it around. Second half of the season, they were the hottest team outside them and the Detroit Lions. They were the hottest team in, in the NFL. So I would say if, oh, if Trevor is who we think he is, I'm going to say yes. I say foolish. First of all, it's, Fact. Co- it's, Fact. it's concerning to me. He says, I finally figured out the formula. It's a head <laughs> coach, an owner, and a quarterback. <laughs> Thanks. Congrats. <laughs> Good job on figuring that one out, pal. That that's that's great. Um but the answer is foolish for me. I think that they're gonna be a force definitely like in the playoffs consistently. I think this is not a team that's gonna be a laughing stock. This is a team that when they're you know, on your schedule, you pay, you perk up a little bit more and you pay a little bit more attention in the film room. Um it's a team that's gonna give some issues. It's a team that's probably gonna get kind of close. Um a Super Bowl though in the next five years. Anything's possible, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say foolish. I mean, there's more parity in the NFL, um, and you're gonna hear that word a lot. I was introduced to that word last year. We were doing inside the NFL, and we did a whole segment on parity. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's yes, parity. So I'm gonna say that a lot. I I tend to lean into and and overuse use words uh, that I'm getting familiar with, Ashley. So I just want to give you a heads up there, right? So parity. Um, a lot of parity in the NFL now outside of like Patrick Mahomes, anybody can, you know, you have a, a quarterback and you play some good defense, you can find yourself going on a nice run. You know, look at the Cincinnati Bengals, how they were able to turn their organization around. So I'm going to go fact there. Um, Ashley, in the in the chat, mm-hmm. you have a lot of people saying the commanders. Yuck. The Bears. Oh. Why do you want to see the commanders? I know the, I know. the commanders over the, the Eagles. Jets. The commanders and their and their and their one patch of grass that they call a, f- a football field. Eagles <laughs> Eagles would be dope, but I don't see that happening. They don't have to do it. The Dolphins um, would be cool. The Dolphins would be Dolphins amazing. Would be nice. I'd I like mean, the I'd like to see the Dolphins. Just that coach. I'd even like to see the Raiders with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Cut that. JP, cut that. Put it out. Just like that. I need that space just like that. Oh, Ashley, oh my goodness. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> well, staying on the, the Raiders, right? How about our next one? Devontae Adams catches the most touchdown passes in the NFL next season. Fact mm. or foolish? Um, that's foolish. It's Whoa. it's extremely Yeah, because he has a new quarterback. That's true. Right. You know, it's, it has nothing to do with Devontae. Um, I, I believe actually I do believe in Josh McDaniels getting his guy the ball. I don't believe in Josh McDaniels, but I do believe in him um, as an offensive coordinator, just not a head coach. Uh, Jimmy G, um, when year in, year out, you never see Jimmy G just putting up big numbers or his receivers put, putting up big numbers. It's just not that type of party. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill. Stephon Diggs, uh, Justin Jefferson. You're talking about guys that have established relationships with their quarterbacks. So I'm going to say foolish here, Ashley. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's it's we always talk about this. It's hard to manufacture chemistry, right? Um, a wide receiver quarterback is a certain telepathy that comes with time. Um, 
And I don't know if you can recreate that. I mean, obviously, Devontae Adams had it with Aaron Rodgers. It took time to develop that. Jimmy Garoppolo obviously is no Aaron Rodgers. Um, and he is also a quarterback that does just enough to win games, but he's not going to do the extras, the intangibles. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be hard for them to kind of figure each other out. He'll definitely get touches and he'll definitely, you know, get passes. I mean, he's wide receiver one, that's QB one. But to be the most when you're competing against guys who kind of have had that camaraderie and kind of know the ins and outs of each other's game, it's going to be hard to, mm -hmm. so I'm going to say foolish also. Uh, Corey, yeah. uh, can you spell telepathy? Telepathy, T-E-L-E-P-A-T-H. Oh, you were so close. Why isn't that? Why? No. Why? You said H, right? You were so close. It's yeah. T-E-L-E-P-A-T-I-A. And telepathy, the communication mm. of ideas, thoughts, etc., directly from one person's mind to another person's mind without the use of hearing. We need to have like a, you know, Ashley's word of the week or Ashley's word of the day. Telepathy. Telepathy. <laughs> Did you know how to spell it? I did. Okay, telepathy. I, I didn't know it. When you hit that one, I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the FAU education. <laughs> hey, well, before we move on from Devontae Adams, y'all do know um, last year was his first year with Derek Carr. I, I guess if we're not counting, you know, the college years they spent with each Got other. Got to. He, 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 he led the no, NFL. That's where the telepathy was, that's where the telepathy was created. There. That's a that's big gap. No, though. use telepathy. That's where telepathy was yeah. created. Yeah. It was in college. You never okay. lose telepathy. All right, that's fair. Can I say it like that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> You never lose telepathy. I can go back to uh, uh, Jay Cutler, Stephen Moss, even Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler mm -hmm. go right there. If Jay Cutler look at me and he do this, I know what he talking about. If he do this, I know what he talking about. Mm -hmm. If I know if he go like this, mm -hmm. I know what he talking about. If, Chad if I say ye, if Chad Henney, <laughs> no, the only thing, the only kind of communica communication I'm doing with Chad Henney is this. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> like, no. I remember one time I ran a go wall. I ran a go route in practice and Jeff Ireland and uh, Bill Parcells, who was the president at the time, they were sitting in a golf cart right on the side. And I was going against Vontae Davis maybe or Sean, and I beat them. And I, I was beating them a lot. They were younger then, right? I was beating mm -hmm. them a lot when I first got there because they didn't know my new moves, my moves. And uh, he, he, when I tell you, like I had like five yards on them, I had like five yards, Ashley. Like you would have been able to hit me. Like, you know, your ball would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. This dude not only missed me, he missed me five yards out of bounds. He almost mm. hit Jeff Ireland and Bill Parcells. I just looked at Bill oh, Parcells no. and Jeff Ireland. I just shook my head like, this is not going to get it done. <laughs> Chad, and it was a mess, man. Like, he was just so in his head. Like, athletes get so caught up in their head. Just go out there and play. Mm -hmm. Like, just play. They yeah. just mechanics. They used to call him the robot. Man, it's open. Just throw it, bro. Mm. Throw it. Anyways. All right, next rant. one, guys. Factor foolish. The Philadelphia Eagles finish next season as the number one seed in the NFC. You want me to start this one, Ashley? You can go ahead. All right, so I'm going to go to NFL now. I'm going to go to standings. I like doing this. Uh, so I'm going to NFC. You got Philly. You got the Cowboys. You got Hell, the, the Philadelphia Eagles may not be number one in their division next year. Ooh. I'm being honest. And I love Jalen. I love this team. I love the moves they made. But I think the New York Giants are going to be tougher this year. And that's saying a lot. Uh, the Cowboys, I feel like Dak Prescott, like, where is Dak Prescott right now? He's training. Where is he at? Ho hopefully grinding. He, yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> I feel under, like Dak got a – He's underground like, cooking. I feel like Dak got a damn, like, the biggest chip on his shoulder that he's ever had. And he's been through a lot. 
I'm not counting Dak Prescott out. So I'm going to say foolish here, Ashley, because they may not even be number one in their division next year. And I know a lot of people may flame me here, but it's a good ball always being played in this division. I'm glad you came on to like, I'm glad you came on to the side that I've been and on. And the commanders. The commanders, I'm the commanders, the, don't make that face. Ron Rivera, you get him a quarterback? Do they have that a quarterback? Defense? I say if you give him if you give him one. Where are they picking right now in the draft? The draft order. Let's go right now. So the draft, you got the the commander sitting where? What if they go get Lamar? I know they said they're out on Lamar, but could insane, it be just talk? Could it just be talk? I'm saying foolish because in order to be number one seed in the NFC, that would mean that you're coming out of your division number one, and you're not. So, <laughs> Commander's picking at 16 this year. Oh, thank you, because my internet's not working. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I just, but, you know, like I always say, you know, in all seriousness, the, the NFC East is the best reality show in the NFL. Um, mm. You know, you look at the winners of that division, and there's never been a back-to-back winner for the last, I want to say, really? 15 years. Really? I believe it's 15 years. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's extremely difficult to yeah. repeat in that division because it's so unpredictable. Just going in the concept of probability and history, my answer is no. Foolish. Listen, if if they get if they get it done with everything you just said, then you got to take Jalen Hurts serious as a top five quarterback for real. Jalen Hurts is a top five quarterback for me. Oh, that's, I mean, I just, you, know, you, you know said he you, you know said he was him. top two. I'm talking about collectively the whole conversation people are really going to have to take him serious cuz I, I still don't be, I still think there's a huge population of people that don't believe I mean, right? and it's still young and that's good he's he's only in, he's he just you have year to, 3 it's insane to say that a quarterback fresh off of a super bowl is not in the top 5 it's not though it kind of is well i mean cuz a lot of times there's we can go and look at some of the teams that made it through defense in the running game, right? Like, but that's not the Eagles. The I mean, a big chunk of the reason that we're there is because of Jalen Hurts. And like, I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm not an Eagles supporter. I'm not an Eagles defender. But game is game, and game recognized game. And you I'm, can't say that a quarterback fresh off of a Super Bowl appearance, fresh yeah. off of winning their division, fresh off of the season that he had, is not even in the top five. You so, can make an argument not top two, and that's my argument for me. He's not top two, yeah, so but he, not type five is egregious. So so am I far off by saying Jalen Hurts is a top two quarterback? Am I far off? No, because, I mean, he's top five, but top two is a little, a little, a little, uh. Give in, me, give me in a league three. where there's Aaron Rodgers and there's three. Patrick Mahomes. Give me your top three right now. It would be Ashley Pat- Nicole Moss is the general manager of – of the New York Jets, and we don't have a quarterback. You can have any quarterback you want. Who are you getting? Any quarterback that I want. Well, give me your top three. You got to put your board together. Um, top three for me is Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, that's one. Mm-hmm. In a league where Aaron Rodgers still exists, Aaron Rodgers is up there. This is tough. This last one is tough. Yeah, for me, it'd probably be Joe Burrow. I'd probably put Joe B, Joey B, in my top three. Can you can you see? Can you see? All right, let me throw. But then Jalen Hurts would be right after him for me. All right, let me throw a quick uh, factor foolish in. So we're top good five. with this one. Um, so we both went foolish there. Um, really quick, this is for Corey, our super producer, Corey Nakut and Ashley Nicole Moss. Joe Burrow will be QB one after this year. Fact mm-hmm. or foolish? You mean QB one in the league? Yes. After next year? 
No. He beat. He 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 owns. He owns Patrick Mahomes right now. Look at the record. It's about winning and losing. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Look at his record. I well, I I'll say foolish. I'll say foolish. I can't. I, I mean, it's. I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah. He's got. Is he winning a Super Bowl next year? I didn't add. That's not the question. No, but that's the difference Factor maker. Foolish. It doesn't matter. Like I, you, if he's not winning a Super Bowl next year, if you don't have him winning the Super Bowl next year, he's not ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So like, you got a foolish. It's a, it's a foolish. And you have he's foolish. He's top three yeah. for sure. Yeah, I got. He's foolish. top three for sure. For sure. In order for him to pass Patrick Mahomes, I'd say like he he'd have to win a, a few Super Bowls for me to even kind of consider him better than Patrick Mahomes. But right now, I think I think he's trailing him. He's okay. top three though. Yeah. When you talk about like top three, that's why when right. you said that three, three, when you said that Jalen Hurts was top two, I was like D- ahead of those D- guys. Like D- that's DF uh, says foolish. Even a Super Bowl win wouldn't do it yet. That's what I'm saying. I would need a few. Um, I would need a few. Can't say factor foolish to that one. The Lapo, then then he said Joe Joe a bad boy. Mm-hmm. Who else do we have here in the in the chat? Will you see anything stand out to you in the who's chat? Your, who's your top three? Um, Patrick Mahomes one. Um, can't say nobody else than Jalen. You had Jalen right Hurts number two. <laughs> yeah. So there, you got to say Jalen Hurts. Right. Yeah. I'm. What we were talking about is this year. So then Jalen Hurts yeah. is number two. That's what we were talking about. So you got to listen to the the words that I'm using, right? <laughs> What have you done for me lately? You but said if I'm back, that he's a top said, two. Right now he two. is because I'm going off of what have you done for me lately? Right now, he was just in the Super Bowl and he played lights out all year. Um, so, all right, let me do it this way. So yes, Jalen Hurts number two, and so Patrick, Jalen, and and this is tough for me because I like Joe Burrow, but I Aaron Rodgers is special. I've never seen anything like that. Um, I probably should put him number one. But if I'm sitting here as a general manager, right, and I'm picking a quarterback, and I'm not going off of just this year, this past year, I'm going Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow. So then you're admitting that Jalen no, 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 is not No, no, I'm not admitting two. that. There's two different conversations. No, it's I'm just like saying, we're saying who's going, the best wide receiver? Who's the best? Going into this season. Oh, go, but we're talking about what I said two, three weeks ago when we were talking about Jalen. You said that Jalen Hurts was top two. He's you said no. Verbatim. We said who's the, right now in the league. <laughs> you said he's top two. This conversation's about the best quarterbacks. Like I'm talking about as a general manager you're sitting here and you have to pick, put your team together. That's a totally different conversation for no, me. It's, it's just like not. it's just like MVP. Okay, like just it, to me, it's the same conversation. Who's the most valuable player in the NBA right now? That doesn't mean you're going to pick them number one overall. Brandon. Are you going to pick? So right now, you, in the NBA, we have Joker or we have Embiid. Uh, that's probably going to win the MVP. Maybe Giannis. Giannis might be creeping in there. So it's a toss up between those three. Okay. Let's say Joker went. Joker won the last two years. Does that mean you're going to pick Joker as your number one overall uh, player? Brandon, you're sidestepping. If you are the general manager and you're putting your board together, you said verbatim that Jalen Hurts is a top two quarterback, meaning in the league right now. You can't switch your list because now you're a general manager and you're saying, oh, well, that's not what it is. No, you had him top two. So when you say your list, go Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and who's your third person? Because Jalen Hurts, you said verbatim, is a top two quarterback. So I'm going to paper route right now. 
and I'm sure this clip exists. And the clip around Jalen Hurts, can we pull pull that please? Because Ashley likes to put words in my mouth. That wasn't the conversation around Jalen Hurts. You said I, I verbatim, verbatim? He is a top two quarterback. Right now. So if you're putting your board together of your top three quarterbacks, how is Jalen Hurts not number two Two looking at the landscape of all the quarterbacks in the NFL? Right now, who is the top quarterback, okay? I'm going off of what have you done for me lately, okay? Right now. But if we're talking about over the next five, ten years, I asked you to be the general manager of the Jets. And any quarterbacks available, who do you take? That's what I asked you. And then you spit this thing into this whole, you know, uh, defame Brandon Marshall campaign. That's basically what you just did. You don't see that as two different conversations? And then y'all put the solo shot on me right now? Like, y'all are having a, y'all get a kick out of making me look foolish on this show. Brandon, you asked me who my top three quarterbacks were. Somebody help me. Corey, did he not ask me who my top three quarterbacks were? Yeah, yeah, you did. That was the question. Who are your top three quarterbacks? Right now. What happened to the part where I said, what happened to the part when I was like, hey, Ashley, you're the general manager. You can pick you anybody. You asked me who my top three quarterbacks said, were right now. Three. Yeah. Okay. Those are my top three. You had Jalen Hurts at number two. So if you're making your top three right now, Jalen Hurts has to be number two. Those are the rules. Stand by what you said. That's, don't don't finagle your way out of he's this. He's a good quarterback, man. Keep him at two. The right? whole the whole this whole defame Brandon Marshall campaign got to stop. Y'all did this last year, last week to oh me. Oh my god! Exact, now you doing this? Like that's all. You get a kick out of making trying to make me look. The forward. chat says it's the exact same. Let question. me see what the chat. What are they saying? That I don't see the chat saying anything said, like great this. Great point. Great point, Brandon. No. It's the same question, Brandon. It's the same. He said someone said question. I thought it's the same. All right, question. Let me, can I do it this someone way? Someone said we can't help you, B Marsh. Barry. <laughs> Said, wow, gotta be careful, B. Let me say it this way: I can't help you with this, B. Marshall Marlin, uh, Burdett. Hopefully, I said your last name right. Uh, Brandon, you need to take a master class from Stephen A. Smith on how to deflect the truth. She got you, bro. <laughs> no help, you. No, let me let me my last shot at it. Okay, go ahead. All right. I feel mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't do this. We hold on to the past. Like when we talk about who's the best player right now, who's the best quarterback right now, or the best wide receiver, or the best whatever right now, mm-hmm. we tend to go with the person that have the biggest name and have the best career going for themselves. But a lot of times when you look at it and you really put on a film, the best quarterback or the best wide receiver or the best uh, two guard or player in the NBA is someone different than the, the household name. And so when we look at the reason why I said he's a top two quarterback, because no one will put him as a top two quarterback. But when you look at it, it's like, no, a quarterback's job is to lead. A quarterback job is to win. A quarterback job is to be efficient. And he was super efficient and he got his team to a Super Bowl. So it was disruptive. I'm going off of the moment. But if I'm a general manager right now and I'm looking at, yo, who do I want to draft? Who I, who do I want to trade for? Who do I want to take? That that discussion changes for me, right? And that's why I try to use the NBA analogy is because I have Embiid as my MVP. But if I'm a general manager and I can pick anybody in the NBA right now, I'm not going with Embiid. I'm going with Kevin Durant. I'm going with potentially even Steph Curry. Hell, and I might even go with uh, King King James still. So did I work myself out of that? 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Let me see what the chat say. I think I've worked myself out of it. Lamar, let me see. Oh, come on, chat. Help me out here. <laughs> not, not finding what you was looking for. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The chat. He's throwing a lifeline. Hold on, hold Brandon Marshall tripping. Hurts isn't top two in the league. When you conceded from from Brandon was cooking though. He said, "Oh, oh, 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 return of whom?" He said, "Brandon was cooking though." It is possible to be it. It is possible to be a top two quarterback for one season, but not being a top two quarterback overall. Thank you. Put him on the show. Warren Thomas. Warren Thomas. That's what I'm basically saying. That's what you're saying now. That's not what you said, but I I I deflect. And then Barry, I get it. I get it. Says I see what I see what B saying. I'm gonna let you live. (laughs) I'm gonna let you live. All right, let's move on. All right, so we're gonna go to our last factor foolish statement, right? So in honor of the big game tonight, I got for you guys: UConn men's basketball captures their fifth NCAA tournament championship tonight. Factor foolish. The big game is over, Corey. I don't. It ain't gonna get any bigger than what what we saw. I'm gonna say fact just because I can't. I hope San Diego State burns. (laughs) 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 But um, in all seriousness, bias aside, UConn's an incredible team, well-coached. I mean, they're dominant. You saw what they did to Miami, and that's a great program. Um, San Diego State, you know, FAU, my owls were given to them all game. Just don't see how they're going to go ahead and compete with the size, the talent on both ends of that ball, both ends of that court, rather. Um, my money's on UConn. I mean, I just think they're the better team in this matchup. So I'll be honest with you guys, and I know they're coming here to talk sports. You know, a lot of times, like he I know, care. I know, I know when to talk. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. I know what he's going. He's going to say I don't care. Like, hey, you want to talk basketball? I know how to talk basketball. I'm a fan. You know, I can't talk at, on on the level of Ashley Nicole Moss or or Stephen Jackson, but I can hold my own. Like when when you hear me talking about Joel Embiid, I can give you some facts there. But now we talking college basketball. I know it's March Madness. I ain't watching Ashley. I'm not watching tonight. I'll be honest with you. I'm watching the highlights. So this isn't that important to me. Um, so fact or foolish, I'll say fact. You know, they're a bigger name. Um, when they walk into their facilities every single day, that's all they see are, are those banners. They see all the greats that came before them, mm-hmm. right? And so that's just thrown in their face every single day. They're probably... Um, they're probably can I say more ready sure <laughs> ready they're more ready right now than who are they playing San Diego San Diego yeah. State San Diego State San Diego State's happy to be there but we've seen some crazy things happen in uh, this tournament over the years right these Cinderella stories so it can definitely happen but there's a lot of energy behind this UConn team yeah. you feel good about today how you feel? You had to get some things off your chest. I feel like you was coming at me earlier. You're, no, the way this start, the way this show you. started, you was like, okay, what is he about no, to say? No, I just think that I think it's important. While I do agree that the the stage that that game was on, the eyes, I think a lot of people tuned in to watch. It was great for the mm-hmm. WNBA. I mean, and, and women's basketball from college leading to the WNBA was great. I think the conversation surrounding these two incredible ball players was not great. And I think that it's very unfortunate that we're having this conversation mm-hmm. because they deserve better. We should be talking about how dominant they were in this entire season. Yeah. We should be talking about LSU having a dominant performance in the fourth quarter. We should talk. We should be talking about how both of these young women are going to be great for the WNBA and we're not talking about that first. And that's what's unfortunate. How would you, how would you feel about talking to her tomorrow and bringing her live on to paper route? We should. I would love to hear what she has to say. 
Let's do it. Let's do it. So I got the PJ. I got the I got a private plane. Um, Kenneth, my boy, um, he has his own jet. He's willing to take us to Louisiana and sit down with her. Are you ready to ride? Sure. This is my first time on a private jet. For Contrary real? to what social media says, I've never been on a private jet and I've never sat courtside. So there goes those stereotypes. So t- tell the people who we're going to sit down with, Ashley. Should I say it or should we wait and surprise them? How you want to do it? We'll surprise them. <laughs> Paper route, baby. Hey, we love y'all so much. This is so much fun. It's a lot of hard work. Uh, great job, Manderville. Great job, Nagin. Great job, JP. Great job, uh, Corey. And I'm saying great job because you got to deal with me every single day. Okay? But you guys are doing a phenomenal job launching the show. Um, we have an audience that is growing, an audience that continue to come back. So I just want to say thank you guys. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things happening when it comes to sports media, this whole new media space. Uh, so for us to be able for us to be able to have a platform on YouTube to give our thoughts and our opinions uh, unapologetically, um, organically is a big deal. That didn't happen actually when I was playing ball. Like it's a totally different time. You know, even how athletes approach the media, how mm-hmm. we talked. Um, you know, in in the platforms that you know, we were able to sit down with. Like, there was only ESPN. There was only, you know, the the Sentinel or the Tribune, right? Like, men and women on the beat. Now, you know, people are willing to sit down with you and I on whether it's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. It don't matter. Mm -hmm. So, it's a beautiful thing. So, thank you guys. Make sure you guys subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your aunties. um, Tell your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend to tap in. You know, we got it all. We talk we talk a lot about relationships, too. Should we have a segment about relationships? <laughs> sure. Not today, but Not maybe today. in the future. Everyone loves our relationship analogies, so. Big show tomorrow. We're going live with a champion. So tune in tomorrow at noon. Thank you for watching Kevin Gates, the weekly episode that premiered at noon today. If you haven't, go back and tap that. Um, we'll see you guys tomorrow at a private plane should be landing in three hours ashley is that enough time for you to go home pack your bag and be prepared is that enough time and what are you going to wear so i can match your outfit don't worry about what's going on i want to match you i want to match you we are not the olsen twins but we always kind of like even your outfit today like what i'm gonna put on after it kind of matches you want to show them the shorts show show them the shorts chat (laughs) are these not some of the shortest shorts You have so, why are his shorts so tight? <laughs> Look how tight this man's shorts are. Oh no, they were tighter before he pulled them down. He came in, the shorts were like halfway up his thigh. He changed them. Look at them quads, boy. Got them quads. I heard the quads. Then I heard the ladies love the quads. Ashley, ladies don't love quads. Ladies love cool Jay. Ladies love quads. What had happened was I was supposed to change, and my Uber was late, and so you know this was just my workout clothes. You know, I ain't even matching. Look, I got white. I got the, what, do you, what y'all call these in New York? What y'all call Those these? Those are downtowns. I know. I, downtowns, downtowns, uptowns. Okay. Downtowns. All right. Someone said they're, someone said they're hoochie send, daddy shorts. Send us out. Send us out. <laughs> and do the thing you do, Ashley. Ciao. Arrivederci. <laughs>